Oh, did we? Like, I looked at the titles of the games we played, like on the podcast episodes, and I was like, I "Huh? That. I don't remember playing that <laughs> at all." Welcome to Cardboard Curse, a podcast about those burdensome board games. We play the game so you don't have to. I'm your cardboard captain, Caitlin, and today we played the Lion King adventure game. Let me introduce my panel. To my left, even though you can't see because this is a podcast, is Olivia. That'd be me. To my left is Miss Jessie. Yes, that's me. <laughs> and to her left is Andrea. Hey, what's up? Sounds so cool, Andrea. So cool. <laughs> okay, so as I said, we have played the Lion King adventure game. Now, this might be a hard question for you all, but what is your familiarity with Lion King? My entire childhood. Yeah, I love Lion King. The entire franchise was like my favorite Disney movies. Same. I even watched the Timon and Pumbaa TV oh, show. Yeah can't say anything i'm gonna get beat up i don't want to get beat up did it, you ever watch it yeah i watched it it's it's fine i know i'm gonna get just, beat up please don't stab me we're with just that. shaking our heads there <laughs> disapprovingly it's a good 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 franchise help it me is. with some D D dice you guys have enough ammo i'm just gonna leave here black <laughs> i'm not as passionate about the lion king as you three are so i'm yeah. also kind of taking like a back seat to let you guys talk about your passionate love for the lion king <laughs> i don't dislike it but i'm trying to remember My simba stuffed animal went with me everywhere until i got a pikachu yeah, no, I was never really obsessed with the Lion I don't remember being obsessed with the Lion King. No, you were obsessed with Kiki's Delivery Service. Yeah, oh, I, I had that obsession, really, too. I really, really liked Kiki's Delivery Service. My piano teacher, who was a very strict Catholic, thought my mom was a terrible mother because I. she was like, what do you want to be when you grow up, Olivia? I'm like, I want to be a witch. And she was just like, demon. <laughs> like, she was not wrong. okay. <laughs> But as far as, like, Disney movie goes, I, like, really like Sleeping Beauty. Like, even as a child, I knew Prince Philip. Like, <laughs> that was where it was at. Like, none of this other Prince Charming nonsense. Like, Prince Philip was an actual man. He was, like, actually met the prince. Well, he, he met... He was a man. He was. But, like, out of all the Disney princes, I mean, Prince Philip is arguably the best. Mm-hmm. I mean, who, who's gonna go up against Prince Philip? You, you look like you've got someone. I just don't remember Sleeping Beauty, so I can't really say that he was the best. So, I, Sleeping yeah. Beauty, he, he actually meets Aurora before he knows she's a princess. And he goes back to the castle, and he's like, Father, I'm in love. I found this girl in the woods. She's amazing. I want to marry her. <laughs> yeah, and they they're like, and no, stuff. Prince Philip, you must marry the princess. You cannot be, like, frolicking in the woods with these maidens. <laughs> so he's like, dang. And Princess Aurora turns out she is the princess. Lucky Prince Philip. And Man. then... She gets cursed and she's busy sleeping and Prince Philip is like, oh no, I gotta go save her because I actually like this one. And he gets all this, he gets like a gift from each of the fairies. Like he gets a sword, a shield, and then something else. A cape? A cape maybe that, yeah, protect him from the brambles. And then he actually goes off, fights, you know, the dragon Maleficent and saves Aurora at the end. Compared to, like, what? What does Prince Charming do? Like, marry her? Like, marry Cinderella? Like, oh, congrats. He takes his time to find her by going to each woman 
in the in the town village area, the kingdomhood, puts a slipper on each person's foot to find his true love. That's uh-huh. not slaying a dragon. Uh-huh. I I always love Sleeping Beauty, but I just don't like the princess stories in general. It's why I like Lion King. It's about animals, yeah, not that's fair. people. I mean, it's Macbeth. <laughs> And, but, Romeo and, and, and maybe that's why my mom didn't really push The Lion King, because it was one of those, as an adult watching it, it's very clear that there are a lot of adult themes mm-hmm. happening there, that is, this is Macbeth right. for children, and maybe she just wasn't super into that, comfortable with that, because I was always very, my parents were very strict with my media. Mm-hmm. We didn't have cable. We didn't have, you know, I wasn't allowed to watch PG-13 movies until I was 13, like, I remember being 12 years old at a friend's birthday party. They wanted to watch Miss Congeniality. And I called my mom crying. Like, my friends all are 13 and they want to watch this movie. Is that going to be okay? My mom was like, oh my god, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember that, like, distinctly. So maybe that's why I never... We never... I think we owned it on VHS. I don't really remember. I had Kiki's delivery service. <laughs> I mean, but anyway, back to what we were actually supposed to be talking about. But that's another, that's kind of why I'm being quiet, is because I don't have a, I could, I could talk about Disney. Like, I love me some Disney, but as far as, like, The Lion King goes, I didn't watch any of the other movies. I don't think I saw Lion King 2 in one and a half until I was, like, a teenager. Like, older. I didn't watch them when they came out. I don't well, think one and a half came out yeah. until we were teenagers. Yeah. It came out when I was nine or ten. I was going to say, we were older. So, yeah, but I'm like a good handful older than you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you guys were in middle school at least. Mm-hmm. I remember watching... Yeah, middle school. I remember watching <laughs> a couple episodes of the TV show, like at a hotel or at a friend's house or something. We didn't have cable. And I don't remember being like, overly impressed with it. It seemed very, uh, what is it, problem of the week. The, like, there was no overarching plot, which I oh, guess yeah, that no. was a lot of, you know, oh, kids' That's TV why shows. kids' shows right. are so hard to watch, yeah. Yeah. I loved Lion King. I watch it over and over, especially the second one. Mm-hmm. I, like, I love the first one, but I don't know about the second one. It has Cam Clark's beautiful singing voice in it. Mm-hmm. Even though it's only one song, but I watched that movie over and over. Who's Cam Clark? Oh my god. <laughs> Liquid Snake from the Metal Gear Solid games. Cool. Yeah, you don't know that. I've never played a single Metal Gear Solid game. Metal Gear Solid? Well, and you know, the Is first that- movie was based off of Hamlet, and the second one was based off of Romeo and Juliet. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. might be why we like the second one more. Because they installed Romeo and Juliet in our head throughout our school mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Yep, way more familiar with it. And then there's the hilarious 1.5. One and a half? One and a half. Oh, that was so good. One and a half. I loved one and a half. It was Nobody else did. No, I loved one and a half. Except Olivia. No. I thought one and a half was a cheap money grab. Yeah. I can tell. (laughs) Actually, I don't remember it much at all. Was it the Timon and Pumbaa one? Yeah. Yeah. Where they told the whole first movie through their perspective. Dig a tunnel, dig, dig a tunnel. You see, yeah. Dig a tunnel, dig, dig a tunnel. Dig a tunnel, dig, dig a tunnel. Quick, before the hyenas come. 
Yeah, yeah, no. It's kind of like Penguins of Madagascar, where they take the <laughs> cute little sidekicks, and they're like, you know what we should do? We should just make an entire franchise about the sidekicks. Like, that, that'd be a good idea. We don't have to come up with a new idea. We'll just, we'll just stick with these guys, because they're, they're cute and fluffy, and people like them. <laughs> it's fair. Mm. All right, so let's go over the uh, components of this game. Olivia, do you want to tell us the cap? Okay. Jesse, do you want to tell us the components? Because she gave me a bad look. Well, like the little things that we used to All play with. Yeah, like there was quite a lot. There That's why like I gave her a look. A lot Here, of little I've bits. Got, I've got a list. We, we've got a list. Here, we can cheat. So there were a ton of cardboard cutouts for Simba of varying ages. You had mm-hmm. baby Simba. You had cub Simba. And then you had adult Simba. And then you had Simba trying to murder and then you had Simba with his family. Uh-huh. And then there were cardboard hyenas. cutouts of the... Yep, the hyenas. There were cardboard cutouts of boulders, and one of the boulders had Scar on the back. Then there were more cardboard cutouts of little shield uh, tokens you got that had Rafiki on them. And then there were supposed to be more token card things that had... Um, Different characters, or Mufasa. Was it Mufasa? Mufasa. It was Mufasa, and uh, just footprints, just generic. And um, I think those were all the cardboard cutouts, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not missing any. Mm-hmm. And then we had some additional pieces. Right, Jesse? Like the bugs? Yes. I really liked the bugs. Um, so the additional pieces were for their little mini-games. So they had a spinner in the shape of the elephant skull. They had a little bug flinger that was supposed to resemble a stump that was just plastic. And then the bugs were little rubber things that you flung to land on certain things. And then they had a spinner, which we used throughout the entire game. Oh, and the um, the the flinger where you fling Simba into Scar to kill him. Excuse me? It is called a lion launcher? <laughs> Jesse? <laughs> Get it right. Jeez. <laughs> lion launcher. That sweet, sweet alliteration, please. Let us have this. <laughs> so the board itself is very colorful. It goes through, like, all the scenes that you see, the Pride Lands, the forest, and then Pride Rock is there. And it's like a, it's a 3D model of Pride Rock. So it's... The components are very intricate. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is that the right word? I think intricate's a fine word. Okay. It was very visually pleasing. But I would like to make one small correction. It did not have all the scenes from the movie. Andrea and I did. Okay. It did not have the worst slash best scene. Didn't have the stampede, and that was upsetting. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like you could have done something real fun with all these little doodads. You could have done something real fun with marbles. Yeah. I don't like, want to go through Mufasa <laughs> but dying. I but I could have been a good, like, side game where Simba has to try and get up and out of the way of the stampede. Okay, well, we don't want to traumatize kids enough. Too late. Already. <laughs> so what you do is you have these, um, these cardboard, like Olivia said, cardboard cutout cards. Yeah. Tokens. Tokens. the yeah. manual says. So you have these tokens, and you have three of them in your hand, if this is a four-player game, which it is. We were missing one, so we just took Yuri on Ice cards and used those. Nobody's going to follow that. Nobody understands what you're talking about. I know. We just used a regular plain deck of cards instead of the tokens, because we were missing one. 
this game was bought from a rummage sale, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. So we were missing some components, but we did have extra pieces mm-hmm. for different things. We think we had an extra one of the rubber bugs. We had an extra, I'm going to continue calling it a murder Simba. <laughs> we had an extra one of those. So basically the pieces that you specifically launch, we did have extra bits of those. So that could be because we got a, you know, a what is it, garage sale game. And somebody had gotten a second game at one point and the bits had become you know, incorporated with each other, because I did see here that it says... No, no, they it give says you. It oh, so it, it specifically yeah. does come with extra bits that you throw. Mm-hmm. So that's good, because this game is, what, f- ages five and up? Mm-hmm. So you're giving these tiny little pieces to a five-year-old, stuff's gonna get lost. And I think they kind of knew that, so they... Right. At least the pieces that you launched, they had extras of. Unfortunately, we were missing a card, but we were able to figure it out. Yeah, that... It didn't hinder the game very much. Mm-mm. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and uh, when we get back, we will talk about the gameplay and what we think. All right. Welcome to Kalias. The three of you are in Skylit City. Well, it was an accident when I punched the first guy off a cliff. Gaia is not hearing any of this. She's just staring off into the distance, romanticizing the idea of going on this adventure. There are things in the universe that cannot be observed by the naked eye or even with a telescope. I like to help. Good luck goes to people who are nice. I am not allowed at the library at the Institute anymore. My buddy Ambassador Erasmus is looking for some assistance. Well, what do you say, ladies? Are you up for a bit of a challenge? Roll me a story. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr. We'd love to hear from you. You can contact us at rollmeastory at gmail.com. Welcome back, everyone. All right, Andrea, do you want to go over the um, gameplay? Sure. So let's kind of go over how you play and what the goal of the game is. Um, So basically, you start out as Baby Simba. Um, You start out in the Pride, and you use a spinner to determine how many steps you're going to take. So each time that you move forward, you could land on either a Nala space, which lets you basically choose randomly one person, choose a card from their hand, and they get to choose randomly a card from your hand. So that kind of helps move the Mufasa token around, which the Mufasa token is the thing that's going to let you go first whenever you run into one of those little mini-games. Um, so as you go around the board, you start as Baby Simba, and then once you get far enough along to the first little mini-game, which is the Elephant Graveyard, you become Cub Simba. And then you continue on the board further after you beat that mini-game. Um, you go to the next mini-game, once you beat that mini-game, which is the bug flinging one, you turn into Adult Simba, and then you continue on to the pond, which um, is like a little spinner. Uh, use the spinner to figure out how many spaces to move the pond um, dial. And the pond dial has a Simba or a Mufasa token on it. So whenever you eventually land exactly on that Mufasa symbol, um, that gives you that basically makes you win that minigame and then you continue on to fight Scar 
And each time somebody wins one of the mini games, you get a little um, a little shield, and that get, basically lets you attack Scar multiple times. So during your turn, you only get to attack Scar once, but then the next time it comes around to you, if you still have a shield left, you can pay that shield to try and attack the boulders to defeat Scar. So let's talk about these uh, mini games that we have. There's three of them. The first one you come up to is the Elephant Graveyard. This one's cool because it has like an actual elephant graveyard head. Not like a real elephant head, but a plastic one. I'm glad Caitlin. you clarified. Okay, so the way the mini game works is that there's three hyenas on three of the spaces, and then there's a blank space, and then you spin this elephant head, and where the giant longer tusk points is uh, what space it landed on, and that determines if you hit a hyena or you miss a hyena. If you hit a hyena, then you get to take the hyena off the board and out of play, and you take one of the Rafiki shields to eventually use in the final battle against Scar. Which, we then continue to go in order until it's done, and you can get more than one Rafiki, Rafiki shield. It's like pretty Olivia simple. Had three. Yeah, Olivia saved our butts. We almost lost completely. <laughs> she, she finally really good destroyed at Scar. Game. Scar would have become king. It would have been a terrible tragedy. <laughs> you Thank- wanted Scar to become king. Thank goodness that didn't happen. <laughs> so then the next mini game was the bug flinging game, which in my opinion was the worst one because the bugs are made of like this weird, like rubbery material, and you have this not fixed stump. Cat, catapult thing. It's called a bug bouncer. Get that alliteration yeah. in there, Andrea. <laughs> Alright, so you got the bug bouncer and you basically have to hold the stump in place because for some reason they decided not to attach it to the board, even though they did the same thing for the elephant skull. Um, but they could have done that for that, but they didn't, which I think is a poor design choice. Anyways, so you have to hold the stump down, and you also have to, like, push the catapult down and then bounce the bug onto one of the leaves. And there are three leaves, and you can only have one bug per leaf, so once one leaf has gotten a bug on it, you can't do that one anymore, so you have to go on to the next leaf. Um... We ran around like four times trying it, to get more them than all. That. It was hard. It, it was really hard. You hit it too hard. hard, it flies across the thing. You hit it too soft, yeah. it doesn't even leave the stump. Yeah. Like, the problem was because it was rubber, it would hit the leaf but then bounce off. Yeah. So it didn't count. And so it took forever. Like, I am pretty sure the length of the game took. Yeah. It equal took, to. I think it took me like four turns to get the first one. I never did. I never got a bug on a leaf. It was so hard. It's all right, Jesse. You got two. No, I didn't. I only got one. No, you got two. That's how you got your... No, you got the... Oh, that's right. You got the pond. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. I got lucky is what I got. Yeah. So the thing that I didn't like... One, it wasn't fixed onto the board, so it was really hard to keep it on the board. It's an awkward shape board, this thing is. So we had to, like, maneuver around each other to try to fling this thing. Another thing was, they didn't exactly tell you where to put the stump. They kind of have, like, a general open area, and they have a picture in the manual, but, like, at at least with the hyenas, they had, like, a box where you put the hyenas. That's what I didn't like about this, it's just that we could put it 
theoretically wherever we want it. That's true. It would not have been that hard to, the same way they printed a black outline where the hyena pieces were supposed to be set, they could have easily put something like that for the stuff. Right. Um, I know you, one of the big complaints is it wasn't fixed to the board, so you had to hold the, the, the bug bouncer with one hand, and then you had to flip the bugs with your other hand. Um, I think the biggest part of that was the awkward shape of the board for me. Because the way this board is laid out, pretty much everybody has to sit on one side of the table. Yeah. And the, the side of the table I was sitting on, I could reach all the pieces pretty decently. But, like, when it came to the bug bouncing, people who were sitting closer to that side of the board had to stick... Because instead of getting up and walking around every time it's your turn, you right. just kinda, we just kind of leaned across the table because we've got long arms. Because we're not five years old. <laughs> but... <laughs> Exactly. Um, I understand not fixing it to the board because of the different angles of the leaves. You have to turn it. So being able to fix it so you could push on it to fling it while also swiveling it for yeah. the budget that probably went into this game. That'd yeah, but they be. could have yeah. done that like the elephant is that it would be right, on a turn Right, the elephant thing. is on a turn thing. I figured they could do the exact same thing with the stump, but just make it a little more difficult to turn so it's not turning as you're pushing down. They just ran out of budget. Mm-hmm. That's my thought. They didn't play test it enough. It's definitely something that's fixable, but it's one of those... I could see where they were just like, eh, people will figure this out. I'm not going to worry about it. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Then we had the the third Mm minigame. With the pond. Um, It's supposed to be that scene where Simba looks into the pond and sees his father and is like, I know what to do now. It was a very (laughs) minigame. Very mini, mini game. Yeah, you'd just spin the dial and then you'd turn this dial well you'd spin the spinner get a number then you turn the dial that many numbers and then if you happen to land on Mufasa exactly yay you won and that was it so how this happened let me mention this the moving dial it has one two three Mufasa's head I think it has like another one or another whatever so it's one through three I got to go first this was the only time I had Mufasa's head in my hand, so I got to go first. I spun it, I got a three. I'm like, alright. And then Olivia went, and she got a one, and then the game was over because she was exact on Mufasa's head. Boom, Mufasa. Sheer dumb luck. And I got a shield. If they had had more dials, like, you know, more spaces for Mm -hmm. you to possibly miss Mufasa, it would have been a lot harder. Mm -hmm. But I guess in the same way, if you just rolled bad long enough, you could never get Mufasa. Exactly. Like, I see where it could go forever, because it's an exact count. We just got either lucky or unlucky, depending on how you want to view it. I mean, you two didn't even get a chance to... Yeah. yeah who knows? Which, I mean, for people our age is, yeah, maybe not quite as fun if it's not, you know, harder to get to. But for a five-year-old, if they keep missing it and they're just like, I don't want to do this anymore, I mean... They would get bored so fast. But then they have the bug mini game where we missed constantly and had such a hard time. But you know, kids are going to have fun flinging bugs. They're not going to have fun turning a dial. We had fun flinging bugs. I guess that's true. I mean, if you (laughs) look at it that way. A five-year-old is going to be like, I'm flinging stuff. I don't care if it gets on the leaf. (laughs) I'm just throwing things places. Just having a good time. So, yeah. All right, so that was all the mini games. Now let's talk. It wasn't all the mini games. I have. Will you let me finish my sentence before you interrupt this me? This is the final mini game. It's, it's not the, the mini game. game. It's the thing that ends the game. It's not. It's the game ending mini game. It's the boss battle. <laughs> it's the boss battle. 
Now that we went over the three mini games, <laughs> that sounded awful. <laughs> now that we went over the three main mini games, let's talk about the final boss battle. Is that better for you? Yeah, yeah. let's talk okay. about it. Let's 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 talk let's... about it, Caitlin. You want to talk outside? It sucked. <laughs> this boss battle for five-year-olds. <laughs> so how this boss battle goes is you have three cutout boulders. And one of the boulders has scar on the back of it, so you're supposed to mix it up and place them so you can't see which one scar is. Yeah, three little boulders on little plastic standees. And then you have, what do they call it? The, the lion, lion launcher. The lion launcher. And it's a lot like the bug, 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 bringer, bug, bouncer. bouncer. The lion launcher is a lot like the bug bouncer where you fling something. But this was a giant cardboard cutout of a killing lion. Fighting lion. Nope, it was killing. It had every intention to kill. It does say fighting lion. It's a five-year-old game. Jesse is right. It says fighting lion very clearly here in the book. It wants to murder. It's Mm -hmm. fighting Simba. The Simba that fights Scar. So what you do, and again, doesn't have a place where you actually put the launcher. Just based on the picture in the... Uh, rule guide is you just put it up against the cardboard. This game relies a lot on pictures to tell you what what you're supposed to do. Which is fine. I'm a visual person. Yeah. Yeah, but they don't like... You think they would have instructions and pictures? I like how they they specified which boulder is the boulder with the picture of Scar on it. They're like, this is the one with the picture of Scar. Because you can't tell the the rock versus the lion. I have to sit... As I went through this game, I don't know if you guys had to do this. I had to, like, remind myself multiple times while playing this, this is for (laughs) five-year-olds. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah, just don't take it too seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why I eventually got to the point... The first couple rounds, I'm not gonna lie, we had a terrible time with that bug bouncer. The first couple times around the table, I was just very half-heartedly, like, flicking the the, the bouncer. Like, I don't really care. I hope one of these other girls gets this. (laughs) Because I don't care. And by the time we got to, like, the fourth time round, I was just laughing. Because we were all so (laughs) terrible at it. And it just kept going. And it wouldn't stop. And it got to the point where I did want to win. Because I just wanted it to be done. (laughs) Like, I just wanted... I just wanted somebody to get the bugs on the leaf so we could could move on and continue Simba and his aging process. I knew it was going to be that hard from the beginning, so I was trying very hard from the beginning. Uh, We had some controversy with how you actually played the final minigame after we played it, because we played it like you would use your shield Rafiki tokens, and then when you were out, the game was done and you didn't beat Scar, but... So how... it, It doesn't... It's not very clear in the instructions. The way that I took it is you each get one turn. To fling Scar. And then after that, if you have a shield, you can pay a shield to go again. And as long as you have shields, you can continue to flick, to flick Simba to try to hit Scar. Right, and the reason that we ended up having so much trouble is we ended up finding get, getting the first two boulders out that didn't have Scar pretty early on. And then we kept missing Scar after we eliminated those other boulders. Yeah. I think my favorite misses were Romy flick, flung Simba. He hit right in front of the boulder, bounced over the boulder, and behind him. That was that was good. That was that was some real talent between us guys. Was a good, like, one. good good job to, the, to everybody else. I did that too. So just 
trick shots. <laughs> so we took turns flying Zimba. Like we said, we got two of the boulders out, and they tell you to take the boulders out. Now, for a five-year-old game, that I think would be good because then they can focus on one and they won't get upset when they keep hitting a not boulder. For us who are not five years old, it was like, could have been a little too easy. Granted, we, if we would hit the boulder, but most of the time we did not. Well, because, so, Jesse, you went first. Yeah, and I got a boulder my first try. First try, hit one, flipped it over, up, it wasn't Scar. Then Andrea went. I went and I got the first one out. First hit. try, hit a boulder, flipped it over, wasn't Scar. And then we just went around and around, and so we had taken them out of play. So at that, it was almost a negative to be the person to go first. Right. Because when Caitlin went, she knew right away there was only one left, because the first two had been taken out of play, so we knew exactly which one was Scar. Right. But we all just continued to be terrible... And miss for another... And it really sucked, because Andrea and I only had one shield each, so yeah. we only got one other try to kill Scar. Whereas Olivia had three, yeah. and Caitlin I had did two. Have it was because of uh, dumb two. luck. I, it was. It was pure dumb luck. Yeah. yeah. I love luck, though. That's fine. Another thing, the instructions do not explain when you run out of shields. Does that mean Scar wins? Play the game again? Or do we just keep going until someone wins? Scar is the Scar remains the Lion King. He defeats Simba. He throws himself at a boulder. Does not make it the end. Rest in peace. <laughs> and so, how you won the game? Okay, so you defeated Scar. Your crowning moment was to put Simba's family on Pride Land, on Back Pride Rock. You did it backwards. It says it says here, the player who knocks Scar down wins the game and makes Simba the Lion King by placing the Simba slash Nala slash Cubs stand-up piece in the slot on the top of Pride Rock. See figure 14. Because they gave us a picture to know how to put the little cardboard standee <laughs> And you still messed it up. Five-year-olds. Again, I, again, keep, keep referring. This no, is for five-year-olds. I get this is for five-year-olds, but you have parental... Yeah, not three-year-olds. It says not three-year-olds. Two small pieces for three-year-olds, but five-year-olds. You have parental supervision. The five-year-olds are not going to read the instructions. Mm -mm. I don't know if they even can read. Probably not. They can't read this. I don't know. They don't need to. There are a lot of pictures. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's true. If you can't read, you can just do what the pictures show. As... Knowing me as a five-year-old, I probably would not even want to play the game. I would just want to flick things. Yeah, Same. Well, and I wouldn't Mostly look at, at this people. and be like, oh, I'm going to set that up so I can play that. I'm just going to be like, set it up for me. I want to play. Talking about the mini games, we pretty much went over the entire game because that's that what this game is. is. Game. Yeah. It's mini games. Mm-hmm. So we went over how you play, how you win. We went over components. Let's talk about, we kind of did talk about how to make it better, but let's just th- talk about our overall feelings for this game. I wanted to point out that all our other games that we've played, we have not laughed nearly as much as this one. I think we really got a lot of enjoyment out of this game, even though it's silly and, you know, childish. I completely agree, yeah. The uh, the last few games have actually frustrated me a lot, so this was a nice, refreshing, just fun, throw-things-around kind of game. It was fine. I, it was okay. If you guys asked me to, like, hey, Olivia, do you want to play the Lion King board game again? I'd be like, no, thank you. That was fun, but that, no. No, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Was this a good game? Eh. 
yeah, okay, yeah. It wasn't spectacular, but if I were to play this with a five-year-old, yeah, I would enjoy it. I would be fine playing this with a five-year-old. I would be fine playing this with a five-year-old multiple times because it is, it's, it's frustrating in a fun way, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not fun is the wrong word, but I'm not mad at it. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. It is a beautiful board. Mm-hmm. The art's nice. It's very colorful. It's very reminiscent of the show or mm-hmm. the movie. Not a show. I guess it is a show, but the movie. The movie. See, here's, I think, where my problem with it would be. It's you know, obviously a game targeted for children. So ages five and up, not for my age group at all. So for me, the mini games were kind of eh. The just you roll and is you know you roll and move or you spin and move because you're just spinning the spinner mm-hmm. and then you move spaces and then there is some element we didn't really talk about the cards too much and that there's the Mufasa card where if you are the player holding the Mufasa card that means you get to play a mini game first and um, if you have character cards so there's Timon Pumbaa and Zazu if you have two of those you get to spin twice in a row. Which only happened once for us. Which only happened once. So they have those mechanics. Um, But the thing is, for adults, this isn't really an adult game. It's a kid-oriented game. But if you're thinking of it as a kid-oriented game, as a 7- or 8-year-old, I don't know if I would be... I mean, it's hard to tell because you can't because I'm 20-something now. So I can't say, oh, when I was 7, I wouldn't have liked this. Maybe I would, maybe I wouldn't have. But... I don't know. With the small pieces and the finesse, it's definitely luck-based. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many kids are interested in luck versus... I mean, I guess... You, you like luck games, Yeah, though, I've so always maybe... liked luck games because I'm not a thinker. And luck doesn't involve much thinking. <laughs> not typically. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, maybe... I, I guess the, the physical aspects of the minigame, being able to do things, like, rather than, like, sorry... Where you're mm-hmm. literally just rolling and moving. You're right. rolling and moving. And that's, like, the whole game. Sorry's very luck-based, too. I love that Sorry one. is you pull cards. You don't roll. You, oh, really? There's cards. And oh. You get to move. The, so, I mean, there's... Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't know what I'm talking about. I think I'm thinking of Trouble. Is that the Trouble's one the, the one where you yeah, push it I down. I like and that one. That's fun. Also luck. <laughs> but you do make a point, like, if you're seven or eight, would this still be fun? It's for very five, interactive. For a five-year-old, six-year-old, yeah, kindergarten, yeah, be fun. When you're getting older? Not as much, mm. I would say. I mean, I'd say, like, if I were seven or eight, when I was, whenever I was a huge, like, Lion King fan, like, I probably would have been, like, seen it in a thrift store like we did and been like, Mom, this is only $3. Can I have it? I'm really excited. I love Lion King. I want to try it. And then, you know, it would be a lot of setup, but I think that, like, if somebody had played it with me, I still would have had fun around that time. But, like, if somebody's not interested in Lion King, I think it's a whole different yeah. whole different thing. And that must be what it is, is that I don't have the strong nostalgia pull for right. Lion King that, I guess, other people have. Right. Where I don't, because I don't feel that nostalgia... I don't really have any kind of attraction to this this game. Right. So I think it's one of those, it's almost... Is that when it came out? Like when this game was made? Yeah, the game was... Mm-hmm. 2003. So 2003. that's ten years after the movie came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was too old to appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Oh. Uh, another thing that was kind of lame about the game is the spaces 
the in between the mini games was just draggy and boring. Yeah, they you, only had one mechanic. It was like either a blank space or Nala space, which was the same exact mechanic over and over. I was frankly glad when I landed on a blank space and I did not end on a Nala space because then I didn't have to go through the show of, oh, hey, you take one of my cards and you take one of mine. Right. I was really surprised in the first couple times I did it wrong because I thought if you landed on a Nala space, you gave one card away and got to draw one card. The fact that both were random was a little weird because then if you had a Mufasa, if you had the Mufasa or right. a character card... You were at risk of losing one of those. Right. Which I did. Which, I guess they did that because they wanted those cards to be shuffled around a lot. Yeah. But the thing is, you could still shuffle them while having the person who actually moved Simba onto the Nala space give away right. a card and take one. You're still shuffling cards right. around. I so. think what they did is they wanted to shuffle the Mufasa card away, especially since this is a kid uh, game for, like, five-year-olds. They wanted to shuffle that Mufasa card around so that everyone would have a turn to go first. Like, a chance. Yeah, but the thing is, the Mufasa card only ever mattered for minigames. Which yeah. there are only four. Right. So the chance that everyone's going to get a chance, are, they're slim. Right. Because if you're playing with four people and there are only four minigames, that, that, right. the chances that are going to happen are already small. And they do have a, like entire space on the spinner. To steal the Mufasa card. Like, right, that that's is a, true. That's an entire dedicated space to just make sure that card is moving around. That's true. So, I don't know how much... Again, the fact that there was only one mechanic, it was just kind of like, eh, I didn't really care about the cards that much. Right. It would have been nice if they made it um, a little, like, more involved with the movie. Like, you lose a, you lose a turn because you're eating grub. Mm -hmm. Or yeah, something, or you ran away from the buffalo. More, more flavor text. Yeah, more something along that lines. Not necessarily lose a turn, but something along that lines to ping that that nostalgia feeling. Yeah. Like oh, I remember that part of the movie. That yeah. was a good part, or I hated that part, or yeah, whatever. Because we ended up right. just talking about our favorite parts, anyways. Right. Well, and this whole thing is basically in a timeline. You start at Baby Simba, and you end when Simba has to go defeat Scar. So it would be kind of cool if they had um, spots along there. Instead of doing the Nala thing for every single Nala spot, they could have spots on there that are like, hey, you landed here, this thing happens, and then something with a game mechanic of it, like losing a turn. Um, so that you could actually go through some of the movie points and feel that nostalgia, yeah. It was very short though, and the space like there's it's not a big board, and it only took us maybe twenty or thirty minutes to complete the whole game. <laughs> Let's rephrase that: the board is big, the amount of spaces yes. is not big. Yeah, and then on the flip side, you know, again, you know, I keep kind of going back and forth on this, but if you are an adult or say a babysitter trying to teach this to a child, mm -hmm. it's very simple to explain. Yeah. You land on a blank space, nothing happens. You land on a Nala space, we're gonna shuffle our cards around, and then when we get to these paw print mini games spaces, then we stop and we play the game. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's all you need to know. Like, right. th those are the rules. So it's a very short game play time, very short rules time, so for little kids, it's actually... And it has some replay value, too, because it's the... There, we called it dexterity or They're reflex, dexterity games, so yeah. you, you, you know, it's different every time. Are you going to land the bug this turn or not? And For kids, anyways, that could keep them busy for a while. Mm -hmm. I think that we pretty much talked about everything that we would like to change. All in all, yes, it was a decent game. I 
So do you guys think it was a hashtag cardboard curse or a hashtag box blessing? Is this our is this our first box blessing? At least it is for me. I actually really like this game. Yeah, I would say it's a box blessing. Box it blessing. Didn't yeah. Frustrate me. Are we ranking them like if we would ever play them again? No. No, it's because more we like would never play any of the we're games. We're just snobby cardboard game players and we just wanna like judge them all. In terms of I'd say Not so much it, you would it would be a cardboard curse if you were just like, this is the worst game, I'm so frustrated, I hate I, it. was trying spaces. I, no, okay. I'm gonna go with hashtag cardboard curse. Okay. And, and here's why. Okay. Because if I had a kid and I'm like, hey kid, let's play a board game, this wouldn't be the game I'd pick. Okay. Even okay. though I understand this is a game targeted for children, they would probably enjoy it a lot more than I would. Based on the available card games now, this is not the game I would pull off the shelf and say, hey, let's try this one. Okay. Unless the little kid was saying, oh my gosh, you know, again, going from the nostalgia. Oh my gosh, you know, Lion King, let's play that one. I'd be like, all right, let's, fine, we can play this one. Right. <laughs> but it, this wouldn't be one I would want to play again. And if I had someone of this appropriate age group, I wouldn't recommend this game. Like, oh, you know what you should do? We should play, we should play the Lion King. Right. No. So I'm going to go with Cardboard Curse. Not because I dislike the Lion King or the game was terrible and it should die in a fire. Nothing like that. I don't have that strong of feelings about it. Just, eh. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I probably wouldn't play it again, but if there were, you know, a few board games to choose from and I was with a five-year-old, I might be like, oh, yeah, I'm sure you'll like this one. It's fun. You get to fling bugs around. So... <laughs> So, what do you guys think? If you've played this game, let us know. Do you think it was a hashtag cardboard curse or a hashtag box box, boxed blessing? <laughs> Why is that it. so hard to say? Cardboard Captain Caitlin sounds angry. <laughs> or a hashtag boxed blessing. Let us know. We are going to take another quick break, and when we get back, we have another special little game for you all. Ooh. Yay. Gee, Brandon, I'm so bleeping bored, and all I have to play with are this pencil and a D20. Maybe I can help, Audrey. Do you have any friends? No. Guess I can't help you, kid. For everyone else, there's Dear Dungeon, an advice podcast about tabletop games for adults. Available wherever fine podcasts are sold. Welcome back, everyone. We're going to play a little game. It's called Timeline. Now, this is like an actual game that you can buy, but we made a Disney version of it because we're awesome. So how you play is we have little slips of paper with different Disney movies on it. On the back of the paper is the year that they came out. We are trying to create a timeline. What we've got here are little slips of paper. One side has the name of the movie. The other side, which we cannot see, has the year of the movie. So the year of release date. Then we're, we've got one in the center. Our center is Oliver and Company, which was released in 1988. What we're going to do is we each have four movies in front of us, which we can, again, only see the names for. We are going to take turns putting a movie onto the timeline. So because we only have Oliver Company in the center right now, we're going to choose whether our movie came before or after Oliver and Company. If we are correct, we, are, we reduce our hand size by one. We go from four slips in front of us to three. If we are wrong... Do we have to take our card back? Take another one. So if we are wrong, we take a new one from the draw pile and our hand size remains four. First person to reduce their hand to zero 
wins the game. So if you put one out here and it's wrong, do you just move it to the correct the right spot and then pull one? Okay. Correct. Are we going oldest to newest? Yes. Okay. I think which side is old, I guess, is This oldest. is like... Okay, old. Yeah. Before... 88. All four of us are going to play this game because our editor was the one who put out the little slips of paper. So none of us really know the answers unless we're really smart. Who wants to go first? Who won the game? I did. So you get to go first. The one who called Lion King Cardboard Curse. (laughs) I won. (laughs) Um, Alrighty. I will go with... Oh, I know this one, so we'll do that. I'm I'm gonna bet money that Tangled came out after Oliver and Company. And then we flip it, right? Yeah, yes, right. we flip it. Two, oh, surprise! Three. Tangled came out in 2010, which is indeed after put Oliver that, and Company. Put that all the way down there, because that there's big gap between 88 and 2010. No, there's not. I'm just... Blink of an eye. <laughs> Alright. Jesse, you're up. Um... I know Bambi's one of the first ones, so I'm going to put that one over here. Yeah, 42. A long time ago. I'm going to say Fantasia's before Bambi. Ooh, just yeah, barely. 40. Just a little bit. Okay. I have Little Mermaid, and I know for a fact that that came out when the year I was born. I hope I know for that for a fact. 89. Well, Now everybody knows how old you are. <laughs> I'm super old! (laughs) Um, Alright, let's see here. I've got Mulan in front of me. I think Mulan is between Little Mermaid 1989 and Tangled 2010, so that's where I'm going to put that. I'm going to put it here. I am correct. It is 1998. Mulan, by the way, is one of my favorite Disney Movies, have, Disney, Disney princesses. Movie. Perfect great run movie. so far. It's a great no, movie. Nobody's messed up yet. I even, no pressure, I even liked Mulan too. Um, I liked Mulan too. Pretty as well. sure Winnie the Pooh is between Bambi and Oliver and Company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, seventy-seven. Seventy-seven. Winnie the Pooh. This is going to be a difficult one now that you've put Mulan down. Um, I'm going to say Jungle Book. Is after Mulan. Oh, jeez, no. Yeah, it's gonna, yeah that's an old that's way one. Off. I don't know, I've never seen it. Jungle 67. Book is 67. You gotta take a new one. Okay. I'm gonna lose this game, um, guys. I'm awful at this. I have Beauty and the Beast, and I think that came out in 92. Do I get extra points if I am correct? No. No. Uh, well, it was 91, so good thing. It's I was close. I was born. Aw, now everyone knows how old you are. I'm not as old as you. <laughs> I have no idea what came out the year I was born, so... I, I was a baby. Neither did I, now I know. I know it came out the year I was born. <laughs> uh, I've got Peter Pan and Robin Hood, which I know are both older. The question is, how much older? I'm going to go with Robin Hood being between Bambi 1942 and Jungle Book 1967. I think it's... Over there. 1973. No, so, right. nope. That was incorrect. I was close, though. I was, are, I was in the ballpark. <laughs> that was a big range to be close to, though. Hey, I thought Jungle, Jungle Book was newer. So. Black Cauldron is very intimidating, so I just know for a fact Bolt is uh, from the 2000s. Yeah. yeah. 
just oh. before Titanfall. I was thinking 2009 or 2008, so I was pretty close. Yeah. I remember Bolt, because I went to see Bolt on opening night. Which so was... did I! Really? Chris? Because, I don't even know if I've ever seen it. Bolt opening night was the same opening night as Twilight. Oh, I went to oh. see Twilight. Well, then I went to see Twilight. <laughs> so we got to just walk through the theater, and there was a line out the door to see Twilight, and we were all by ourselves in the theater scene. I went to the midnight book releases, so... <laughs> I wasn't that bad. All right, I'm going to guess Snow White is between... Don't help her! Don't help her. <laughs> it's before Fantasia. Snow White is the first. Snow White was the very first animated... Well, Walt Disney. Yeah. I, like I told you, I suck at this. Also, Snow White is my favorite princess. Is that the year you were born? It, oh, <laughs> She's fair and beautiful like I am. When I was four, apparently, was my favorite princess. Okay, so now I have I have Dumbo and the Great Mouse Detective. I've seen the Great Mouse Detective, like, maybe once and not all the way through. I, I hate really, you. I, that was my favorite movie. The little girl in it is named Olivia, though, and I'm a little bit vain. Uh, and then I have Dumbo, which terrified me. Yeah, it's <laughs> a, a scary child. one. I didn't like Dumbo. But see, I actually had Dumbo. I didn't have the great mouse detective. Uh, I think Dumbo was before Jungle Book. But was it before Bambi? No, I think it was just in between Jungle Book and Bambi. 41. Oh, it was you before was Bambi! Close. Oh, that was really close. Pick another one. Oh, oh. oh great. Fox and the Hound. You almost had it. I know. It was so close. Fox and the I, Hound is sad. I drew Moana, which I, I know that one. I know where that one goes. But the thing is, the more pieces we put out, I'm still going to know where Moana goes. That's fair. So That's I'm going to see if I can get Peter Pan out of my hand. Again, it's older, but I don't know. I know. Th- wasn't it the scene from... Robin Hood, they, no. Because they use the same animation mm-hmm. for different movies across. Um, but it was Robin Hood and something else. That's how you know it's old, though, because that's Sleeping what they did Beauty. when they first started. It yeah. was Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty? Mm-hmm. Um, With Maid Marian and then the the mm-hmm. song of Sleeping Beauty's uh, whatever song. I think it might have been Jungle Book and Robin Hood used a lot of the same animation as well. They did as well, yeah. Um, I know it's kind of in that zone. I'm going to go between Jungle Book and Robin Hood because it looks like there's five years there. So between 1967 and 1973. 1953. Wait, I was close. Again, one off. All right, give me a new one from this pile. Okay, Jessica. (laughs) Okay, I watched this movie a ton. This is one of my favorites. I think it goes in the 70s to 80s. What movie was it? Uh, The Cauldron. The Black Cauldron. And I was right. It's between Winnie the Pooh and Oliver and Company in 1985. Uh, Jesse won. We're still gonna go. Yeah, keep going. I love this stuff. Um, I'm gonna try Lady and the Tramp between Winnie and the Pooh and Black Cauldron. And I'm really wrong. It goes yeah. between Peter Pan and Jungle Book. Like I said, I'm bad at this. Okay, so I have The Great Mouse Detective and Fox and the Hound. I know they're both older. I think Fox and the Hound is newer than Great Mouse Detective. Don't shake your head. No. <coughs> <laughs> I hate both of these movies. I hate you. Fox and the Hound was Fox really Hound sad. Was so good. Sad. No. Like, it was like, so good. It like this if you me. cry every time. I love sad movies. <laughs> 
Wasn't the fox literally just named Todd? Yeah. 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 That's literally what you call a boy fox. Yeah. yeah, the girl was named Vixie. They were yeah. creative. Or they were really creative. <laughs> I'm going to go with the, the Great point. Mouse Detective was after Bambi, but before Peter Pan. Oh, I'm way <laughs> off. Oh, I'm bad. Uh, it was after the Black Cauldron or before I, Oliver? No. Yeah, oh, that's sick. That's right after six. the Black Cauldron, yeah. yeah. It was uh, 1986 for our listeners. That one would have been tough no matter what. Um, like I said, I don't like either of those, so I banish them from my mind. Oh man, we had we had a illicit. I guess we had taped it off TV. We had Brave Little Toaster, and then after it, Great Mouse Detective. I We're on like Brave Little double Toaster. feature on a VHS. We wore that out. I Though, hate it. Brave Little Toaster. Brave, I loved Brave Little Toaster. The scene with Brave Little Toaster where the vacuum runs over his own cord and dies. Let me tell you, that traumatized me. <laughs> I was absolutely terrified to have the vacuum run over its own cord. Like, I was convinced <laughs> I was going to ruin the vacuum. I think, actually, now that you mention it, I think that's what convinced me that <laughs> if I ran over the cord with the vacuum, it would just... Like, stop. ruin everything. It would, like, suck it up, and then you'd I short out. we all had the spear because of my little toast. My fear from the vacuum came when my brother-in-law wasn't my brother-in-law at the time, but he is now vacuumed my hair up. I was laying on the ground watching the Disney Channel. That's how. I'm pretty sure I was watching the Disney Channel because that's all I watched. Laying down, had long hair, came over, vacuumed it right up with like the the spinning brush or with like the hose attachment. With the spinning brush. Oh my gosh. That must have hurt. That would be terrible. And then my sister married him. (laughs) You got Chicken Little. That's a good one. Yeah, I got Chicken Little. So thank goodness I got another recent one. All right, is it both recent ones? No, No, we're waiting on Olivia. Oh, yeah, I have Moana and Chicken Little now. Oh, I was supposed to grab one. Oh, you got it wrong. I'm just going to Frozen. Oh, Frozen. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm good at this game. I didn't even know any of the movies, really. I I shut up. I think Chicken Little was pre Bolt. So I'm going to put Chicken so. Little before 2008, but after Mulan in 1998. You are totally Chicken correct. Little was 2005. Yep. Yeah. Didn't like that one either. No. No. I think they made another one, too. I did not Probably. like Chicken Little. I think that's there were one two. Of, yeah, there were two. I think that's one of the first ones they had with that CGI. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. I didn't like it. All right. Jess I don't out. go because I won, so... Oh, that's my mom's. The frog. We're going here between. Uh, oh man, no, that's newer than I thought. Yeah, it's between bolts and tangled. I don't know. I didn't watch it. I've never seen Princess and the Frog. They were like, "Wait, it's been too long since we had another princess to sell merch for. Let's quick get one in here." And then they're like, "Oh, that went really well. Let's do Tangled." <laughs> I know when all of these. All are. right, I have Frozen, and I know that came right after Tangled, 2013. Yes, and the second one's coming out soon. I'm getting all the ones that are hard that I don't know. I know them both. I'm sorry. Um, I've got Moana, which they are hard. is what last year, 2016. Mm-hmm. All right, I've Second got We're going here because I have no clue what it even Atlantis. is. Oh no, uh. I haven't seen it. Yeah, Atlantis was in early 2000s. It's actually quite good. Uh, have you seen really Road good. to El Dorado? Mm-hmm. It's, it's similar. A lot like that with art style, and it's it's very good. Do recommend. Mm-hmm. We have to watch it because uh, our other roommate has not seen it as well. It's a good one. Okay. Okay, it's my turn. Wait. 
It's your you turn. have to. There you go. I got one wrong. Yeah. Well, that's a battle between. Do you know us. that one? <laughs> I love Lilo and Stitch. I don't know when it came out, but I love it. Okay, so Fox and the Hound is old. <laughs> I'm bad at dates. This is all I'm good at. I'm probably wrong, but I'm gonna say Fox and the Hound came after Winnie Pooh. But no. Oh, I'm just gonna go with it. Before the Black Cauldron. 1981. Yep, <gasps> I right. was right! Landry is the I'm here by myself putting Lilo and Stitch before Bolt. Oh man, it was before Chicken Little. I get another one. I'm just, I'm not. It's <laughs> just gonna literally go on forever if I keep playing by myself, guys. Just no. so you know. Yep. I'm bad at this game. Alright, so that's our show. Our winner was Jesse. I guess being the winner, you can choose what the next game we play is. You could go sure. in my basement and check them out. Yeah, just <laughs> just head on down there. We'll be right behind you. You may never come back out. I hope I don't get crushed by board games. You might. And fabric. And wigs. And no, our wigs are nicely put up. <laughs> <laughs> not at the moment they're not. They're they in aren't. boxes. Truffles is trying to get into your bag again. <laughs> I'm catnip. You should pick the Harry Potter Quidditch game. Sorry. All right. So that was our show. If you like us, a few of our panelists do have other uh, social media accounts. I'm Spirit Tiger Ray on YouTube. I have some stuff. I'm working on getting more. Um, you can find me, Jesse at Airheaded Angel on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can find me on Instagram at Yurio is my spirit animal. I'm not on Facebook because I hate the man. <laughs> also we have a few etsy pages if you want to check out our crafts uh i have love thy beads i do perler bead cre sprite creations and sprite perler bead sprite hats my store is called so fantastic bags spelled s-e-w and i have drawstring bags a whole bunch of different nerdy fabrics um, we also make, if you know what an Eda bag is, we make glowing inserts for those. And those are a lot of fun. And then I also make a couple of cosplay props. So tell your friends about us. Um, you can rate our show on iTunes. It's a great way to help us out. We want to get bigger and grow. Uh, you can connect with us on any of our social medias, our at Cardboard Curse, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr. Also, if you have any suggestions or games, bad games we should play, you can email us at cardboardcurse at gmail.com. Right, thanks everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Shut up. See ya. <laughs> we should I could do my goodbye. Sometimes I end phone calls like that just to creep people out. Thank you for calling. Goodbye. <laughs> you have a nice weekend. My GLaDOS voice. <laughs>